The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Accessing. State of search. Live from Europe. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the state of search. Our hosts scope the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media, and more. WebmasterRadio.fm presents State of Search with your hosts, Boss Bondenveld and Roy Hoiskies. Hi, and welcome to another episode of State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm uh, very happy to welcome you all to a very exciting show. I believe it is going to be very exciting, though I'm missing somebody uh, on the other side of the line. Uh, I usually am talking to Roy Huskus. He's not there today. He's got other things to do, which are uh, uh, more important, apparently, than what we're doing here. But, uh, well, it's, <laughs> yeah, he, he can do whatever he wants, so that's good. And he'll be back next week. Uh, don't worry worry about that. Um, but we, uh, of course, are not so stupid to let uh, me talk the entire show on my own. You don't want to hear me talking for an hour. So I uh, invited uh, a couple of friends to join me in the show today. Uh, and those two guys, they did a presentation at SCS Amsterdam, which was on, I think, three weeks ago already, uh, before yeah. SCS New York. And uh, they did a really stunning uh, presentation on uh, SEO copywriting, and that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'd like you to all welcome, uh, uh, first of all, Mr. David Brinks and uh, Mr. Ramon Eikemans. Uh, hi, David. Hi, Ramon. Hello, boss. How are you? Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, applause. Welcome on the show. It's good to have you. Um, uh, replacing Roy, it's a big job, but uh, you can do it. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we feel up to it. We can try. <laughs> you'll, you'll do a great job. Um, uh, you guys uh, might want to uh, introduce yourself a little. I just said that you guys uh, um, did a great presentation on SEO uh, copywriting, uh, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But uh, why are you guys so, Im- uh, uh, well, why? Should we listen to you guys? I want to know that. So, uh, first of all, David, can you please introduce yourself to uh, our listeners? Okay. Well, my name is uh, David Brinks. I'm uh, a freelance copywriter specialized in SEO. Uh, I've been um, doing SEO copywriting for about six years now, and uh, I'm, uh, I've become pretty good in it, uh, other people say. So, I'm, uh, I believe them. And that's why I uh, I did the presentation at the uh, search engine strategies, and uh, the reactions were good. So uh, probably uh, they wanted to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they did. Okay. Um, uh, Ramon, can you introduce yourself also? Yes, uh, Ramon Eikemans. Um, I'm uh, currently working as a SEO for an, uh, a publisher, a Finnish publisher called Sanoma. And, uh, well, we have a number of websites and they're, well, mostly entirely news or blogs or uh, stuff like that. So I have a lot to do with uh, editors and, uh, well, I've been an SEO for a couple of years now. And, uh, well, yeah, that's it. 
Okay. Well, uh, uh, good to have you on the show. Um, you guys, uh, um, SES Amsterdam is, uh, is, is compared to all the other shows, uh, a rather small show. Um, but the one thing I get away from, uh, took away from it, is that um, also because it is kind of quite a small show, you you get more quality out of it. Uh, the sessions are more. Uh, in depth, and you get more quality, more uh, stuff, which is um, to the point and accurate. Uh, I don't know how you, you guys feel about that, but um, if, if you look at the bigger shows, then there's also a lot of content, which is well uh, stuff you already know. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, it could be uh, very interesting to to have more smaller shows uh, uh, on. Um, uh, you guys, before we go get to your uh, session. Did you guys visit any of the other sessions? Yeah, a couple. I saw the news uh, session with uh, Brent Payne, uh, for one. And, uh, well, I knew a couple of things uh, about uh, his methods, but it was nice hearing him uh, say it (laughs) in public. (laughs) And uh, say stuff like, well, it's a little bit (laughs) grayish. But, uh, yeah, it was a a good show. And, uh, well, like with all uh, conferences, mostly the beer afterwards that uh, gives you the insights you really need. But, yeah. (laughs) Is that... Well, that's, that's the case for those working in the industry, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and that's also the case, of course, with the smaller shows, then you get more people from the industry uh, compared to the rest of the crowd. If you go to New York, for example, there are also a lot of people from the industry, but also a lot of people who've never even, well, visited an SEO conference before. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't go there for the beers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's also the reason I think um, you just mentioned that um, a lot of the stuff you hear there, you already know, but that's because you work in the industry, and the people who don't work in the industry uh, could learn a lot from those sessions. Yeah, true. So it's it's a target audience, you know. True, <laughs> very true. Okay, you guys had a, a session called uh, SEO copywriting myth busting takeaways. Um, yeah. Uh, if you if you guys uh, can explain a little about why you ch- chose the topic. Why myth-busting? Are there so many myths in SEO copywriting? Well, there are a lot of myths in SEO. <laughs> and um, uh, we were told to, uh, or asked to, uh, to say a thing or two about SEO copywriting. And uh, well, David and me are, have been giving uh, SEO copywriting courses for, well, a number of years. We, we did it together, uh, well, I think about five years ago for the first time. So we didn't want to do the same thing we've been doing, well, all day long for a, a number of years already. So we wanted to do something different, that for starters. And okay. if I can add to that, we also wanted to um, go more in depth than um, the usual basic SEO copywriting workshops we do. Okay, so if if you guys do a workshop, what 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 can people expect from workshop? Um, well, the basics uh, basically is just um, um, how do search engines uh, index pages and how can you uh, write better copy for your for your pages so that they can index it better and you can get better results. That's that's just the basics, not really going in depth. And this time. We did um, five of the myths, and we really went into them. And it's, it's more of a, more or less uh, an SEO copywriting workshop for the advanced. Okay, 
So yeah. if you um, if you if you think about SEO copywriting, you guys are working on that. Well, eight hours a day, maybe five, four or five days a week. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you guys read a website without looking at how the content is built up? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, no, I can't. So, so do you have fun reading other sites? No, no. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it depends on the copy. If, if it's a good copy, and uh, it, it can be fun to read. And that's, that's also one of the myths that we did. I, I really like it when uh, when uh, copywriters get creative and use uh, well s some of the tricks we uh, we talked about. But uh, it's like with uh, grammar when uh, when there is a mistake uh, in grammar or in SEO copywriting, I don't only see the, the mistake, but I see it with big red neon lights flashing toward us, and everything else is dark and everything is pointing toward towards that mistake. So yeah, I have, I have problems with that. <laughs> so so if, you, if you see a mistake, then you can't keep your eyes off it? No. But, um, no if, if people uh, uh, do fun stuff, then well, it's, it's more fun to read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not going to ask what you think of my writing, so I'm a <laughs> 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 bit too scared for that. <laughs> but, um, well, it gets well, the message across. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's all matters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, uh, if I think about SEO copywriting, there's a lot of people saying, "Okay, content is king," and we're going to get to that bit with the with the uh, uh, with the myth you busted. Yeah. You busted. Um, mm -hmm. But how important is the the content on the site compared to all the other elements on SEO for you guys? Well, I, I recently saw uh, a pie chart. I think it was from Copyblogger. Do you remember one? Yeah. And I guess that the, it was the third most important thing. Mm. And um, the, the most important thing was the, uh, the, the link, link building. The mm. second thing was the, um, how, how the website was built, you know, uh, the technical stuff and all. And the third thing was the content. So um, they investigated that. I'm not sure how or where that came from, but what criteria? Yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's sort of sums up uh, what's important for me as well. You know, when when people ask me to write SEO copy for them, I immediately say that the copy alone won't do them any good. It's a combination of things. Yeah, uh, someone said. I think it might have even been Dennis, who is also in the chat room right now. Um, uh, about six months ago, I I, I tweeted somewhere that um, somebody said had said um, content is queen and mm. links is king, and then uh, he uh, uh, tweeted back, "Well, without good content, you won't get the links." So it's kind of which comes first, which comes first, which is better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, um, well, it, well, it is the fifth myth, but we uh, we can address it uh, right now. Um, the, when you um, stay with the metaphor of being a king, uh, we basically said in our presentation, well, don't view it as a king, but see it more like a, a democratically elected prime minister that you can depose of uh, any minute you want to. But uh, it's, it is important and perhaps even uh, the most important, depends on your criteria. Um, 
but it's definitely not reigning supreme or anything. Uh, it's only there, it's only on the prime position because people say it is so important that yeah. it's links are pointing towards it. Without okay. links, content is, uh, well, like we said, uh, someone shouting in the desert, n no one will hear it. So it's not there. <laughs> and, and of course, of course, content is, is very important. You know, if, if you don't have the right content, people won't uh, have a reason to come to your page. And, and that's, that's true. But when um, multiple pages, you know, uh, your competitors also have good content, then something else becomes more important, like links. Yeah. So, so um, if, if you look at uh, a, a content, does it matter what kind of content? Or is it just uh, get with yeah, the other sites which just say, we'll just push a lot of content and we'll get there? Yeah, push a lot of content and just uh, put some uh, keywords in it and uh, then try to rank for it. Uh, well, you could do that and when you're in, a, in, a, in an industry that has no competition at all, you might even get away with it. Um, but you should al always remember that you're not only in it for SEO, you're in it for business. Uh, if people hate your content, <laughs> literally hate it because you spend all over the place, they're going to leave. And yeah. it won't pay off. It's, well, it might, um, especially for the, for the, well, not the very good SEOs, uh, get them results really fast. But after that, it won't do them any good. So yeah. the, the thing is, you can get um, you can get really fast links with news, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, let, let me put it differently. Uh, the difference between what I was doing with Search Cowboys and what I'm doing now with State of Search uh, is mainly the biggest difference is that Search Cowboys was a lot news-related stuff. Instead of searches, a lot more in-depth, longer articles, more uh, how to how to learn stuff, you know, stuff like that. And um, the links I'm getting are completely different from the links from Search Cowboys. It was actually easier to get a link from Search for Search Cowboys because it just was just get get out the news as fast as you can mm -hmm. because somebody will link to it. Did you see this? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So it was easier to get links from there. Yeah. Um, but then the but the quality of links seem to be better at state of search. Agreed. Is, is that because your content is more relevant now? Uh, well, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Depends so on it's, who's it's, linking, of course. So yeah. it's, it's it's good that you get more links now, because the the information you have on your site now is more relevant than you had before. It's so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's all just just basic logics. Yeah. Yeah, it's also news, uh, well, it is news for a little while, and after that it fades away, it's not news anymore. So yeah, even but what you say, for example, if you guys, you guys are content uh, experts, so if, there, there, if people have a website and they uh, want to put in quality content there, but they also want to have fast links, they want to build up, you know, you need some kind of level before you can get those more important links, people have to know you. and. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, for that, it might be interesting to get some well, less important links in there, which are like the links for Search Cowboys, just more uh, um, uh, news-related stuff. So what would you guys say for people who have a website like that? Should they put up, for example, a uh, news uh, category and just put in news stuff there so they can get those kind of links? Or should you uh, just focus on, on, on the good content? 
it shouldn't be a choice between the two, I guess. You should just do, well, whatever works. But um, uh, news items could be, uh, uh, well, pretty convenient if you, if you have readers that depend on you for the news. The, uh, well, assuming you have them. Uh, but I guess uh, in order to make a name for yourself, you shouldn't be uh, regurgitating news that is being read everywhere else. So I guess cornerstone blogging uh, is a better way to do that. If I had to choose, I would choose uh, the longer in-depth articles, but th that could also be a kind of flavor, or uh, personal flavor. But also, uh, sorry, yeah? Uh, no, I, I agree with you on that one, because um, what I wanted to say is that probably now with, with State of Search is more personal branding than uh, Search Cowboys was. And um, it's more about your opinion, about what you, um, your authority, your, your view on the, on the search market. Yeah. And, and that's, that's probably the reason why you get more links now and, and different links because you're not just a news site and, and being fast with, with news. Well, I'm, I'm not getting more links, so to speak. I'm, I'm getting better links. Yes, better links. exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Links that have staying power. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to get into your uh, uh, presentation for a little, but I think uh, it's good to do that after the first break. So if Brasco is ready for us, then uh, I'm, I would suggest we go to the first break. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. XYZ affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need to need. You can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. We've become a state of the art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. 
It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of Cirque, SEO rock stars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hi. Welcome back to the second part of the State of Search show. Uh, before the break, we're talking uh, about uh, content and how important content is. And I'm doing that with two special guests today, uh, Ramon Eikemans and David Brinks, who are uh, Dutch SEO copywriters. Do you guys actually uh, write also in English or you just do Dutch? I do a little bit of English, but I always uh, tell my clients when it's, uh, it's technical, uh, technical stuff that they should uh, get a native speaker. And um, also, when I hand in my, uh, my English text, they, um, they should um, at least consider to uh, uh, look it over by, uh, by a native speaker. You know, yeah. it's hard for, uh, for someone who's not a native speaker to write uh, natural texts. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It just takes takes some time to get used to it. I must say, yeah. the longer you do it, the easier it gets. And yeah. uh, I I even had the problem that last week I was doing a, uh, a presentation in Holland, and I'm usually doing my presentations in uh, in English, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I got in trouble because it wasn't Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a bit weird. <laughs> but, yeah, <it's- laughs> But it's uh, it's just because most of the time I'm now doing stuff in English and writing in English and speaking English and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty weird to do in a presentation in Dutch all of a sudden. Um, yeah. Okay, um, we're gonna go to uh, uh, your presentation. You guys did a uh, presentation on SES Amsterdam uh, about SEO copywriting mistress. Myth busting and takeaways. I'm putting mm-hmm. the link in the chat room now. So uh, again, I set up for the break, and I probably shouldn't have said to go to the bathroom when the sponsors were on. But uh, anyway, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> uh, uh, because they keep the shows up and, and alive. But exactly. Put up the volume as loud as you can, and you'll you'll hear it. Uh, but um, uh, I said before the break, come to the chat room because you can uh, talk to the to us uh, there, and you can join in conversation. And um, I just put in the link to your uh, to the article I wrote about your presentation, which uh, uh, Ramon now calls a brilliant presentation. Uh, your himself, <laughs> so that's uh, quite interesting. Why was it so brilliant, uh, Ramon? Tell it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because other people say so, Ramon. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Other people say so. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you guys got great comments on uh, uh, on the uh, on your presentation. Um, let, let's call the myths. Which myths, myths were there? David? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do them. Uh, it's, it's the same uh, uh, the same way that we did, that we did the presentation. I did um, the intro, then uh, we did uh, uh, all five um, of the myths. Uh, then Ramon did one, then I did one. So I'm now going to start off with the, uh, with the intro. Uh, what, we, what we wanted to do is um, give the audience five myths and um, show them that it's not always that black and white. Uh, there are several shades of gray in between, and um, not all truths that people think are truths are actually as true as they think they are. And uh, so that's why we call them myths. Uh, not all of them are truly myths, as in that we bust them, but uh, there are at least uh, a few shades of gray that we wanted to add to the black and white spectrum. Um, the five myths that we, uh, that we discussed are keyword stuffing, 
the second one is less is more. Uh, then this boring headline is written for Google. Uh, then SEO copywriting means boring texts. And uh, the last one is content is king. So those are the five that we um, that we discussed. Okay. Well, let's yeah. start off with the first one, keyword stuffing. So Yeah. Um, well, the keyword stuffing myth is uh, probably the most virulent, virulent uh, to date. Uh, many people uh, still think that uh, that it's important to have an ideal uh, keyword density, even though SEOs have been saying this for years and years and years. Uh, don't uh, overdo it. Don't think there is something uh, as like a perfect keyword density or anything like that. Uh, and the idea is that it's, it's based on uh, the idea that uh, search engines still use something like keyword density to uh, rank pages. Um, it's, it's not a discussion about whether or not uh, there is something like a keyword density formula or what it is. There are several uh, formulas uh, that are known. I've uh, included two of them, but there are more. Um, but that was not the discussion. The discussion was, should we as SEO copywriters think about this? And our answer was no. Um, Why not? Why not? Well, um, basically that um, um, search engines uh, have become pretty good at determining the topic of a page. And um, there are some basic rules we gave them, uh, uh, like uh, use uh, the keyword in a, in a title tag, in an H1 tag, and a couple of times, like three times or something. Uh, in your article and maybe in the image tag and uh, the alt attribute and stuff like that, uh, but not too much. Uh, a couple of times is enough, um, uh, especially when you have links with that link text pointing towards the page. So if you have that, please, please, please concentrate on writing compelling copy that converts and not uh, put all your effort into really ugly texts. Um, well, that was the idea, and uh, what we did was, uh, in, in the fourth uh, slide, was ask people, okay, what do you think is the perfect keyword density? And, um, uh, of course, there were some people that said, well, okay, 2.5%, uh, 4%, 5%, 8%. Um, well, and someone said 0%. Uh, that was someone who was a bit smarter. But, uh, yeah. But okay, uh, we he, said. He was well, in one of your workshops. Probably. <laughs> 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 yeah. And then we just made a slide with okay, well, we know what the perfect keyword density is. It is is 100%. So you have a page like uh, you put 100 times Viagra in it, and then you have the perfect keyword density to Viagra. But it's really, really ugly. It was a joke we we thought people would would understand, but only SEOs uh, probably. Like that joke. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, this is, this is a different crowd. Uh, yeah. there's, there's, there's one. Uh, there's one question from the chat room also, which of course comes to mind. Um, the context of keywords. How many keywords compared to how many texts? You already said how many percentage uh, uh, you, you thought uh, or people thought it was. It was. Um, but how many keywords would you focus on if you optimize a single page? There is no single number. Um, uh, I would. I would say always use a variety of keywords. Of course, 
you may have to choose which keyword to use first in your title tag, which could be most important, not keyword, but key phrase. Um, but of course, there are synonyms or plurals, uh, stuff like that. All, always use that. But there is no single number. Okay, and if you put it like, um, if you have a page, for how many keywords can you optimize that page? Mm-hmm. Well, Depends on how long the text is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let's let's call it a plain just article. You know, uh, two hundred and fifty words. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It's like four paragraphs. You know, just a regular article which you see on most sites, uh, which has uh, uh, the title, the intro, then two or three paragraphs on the subject, and then the final paragraph to round it off. Mm-hmm. So it's about four or five paragraphs. Yeah. Um, if if you look at that, um, what, what I'm, I'm asking this because what a lot of people saying, a lot of SEO saying, focus on one keyword for a page. No, so definitely. Wanna, is that true for you guys? Um, well, I, I agree with what uh, Ramon said just now. Um, it's not just the, the main, uh, the focus keyword that you have in the title, but also um, different kinds of uh, related keywords today. Um, as long as it's related to the keyword that uh, is your focus keyword in the title, you can add several of the of the other keywords. That's no problem, and you can optimize the same page for several keywords. It can yeah. be done. Okay, so you don't have to focus on just one. No, 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 you, no definitely you shouldn't. No, it's it's a pity because if you focus on only one, uh, even when Google gets better at recognizing or knowing synonyms of keywords, it's a pity if you don't use them on your page and cannot rank for them. <laughs> And true, what, could, yeah, true. what could be a really good keyword for you in one week could be a, a secondary keyword in the next. So, yeah, it could change. Ah, yeah, and competitors uh, come and they are better than you are. So, another keyword could become much more powerful. Then you should have that already in your copy. So, you should at least know the, the, the top five or top ten keywords for, for a page to uh, optimize for. Okay. Um, you gave out a couple of tips for keyword stuffing. Mm. So, um. <laughs> well, not for keyword stuffing. Yeah, well, basically <laughs> stuffing. <laughs> for the mm. myth. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, f- uh, another thing is uh, we point we uh, we showed um, uh, an image of SEO Moz about the perfectly optimized page, and of course there is no perfectly optimized page, but it's a good uh, way to 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 have a no. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I, I forgot the English words. <laughs> a good standard way. Yeah, that was the word I was looking for. A good standard way to optimize a page. So it's in the it's in the title, the H1, uh, the meta description, and a couple of well, maybe four or five times in the page max. That's about it. So just look at the image. It's some SEO moss and uh, it's a really good one to use. And people understand it. That's an important asset of that image. Okay. Um, but um, well. Let, okay. Let's get, let's go to the to the next yes. myth. Yeah. Oh, the next uh, myth. Okay. Yeah. Well, less is more. Myth, um, less is more. Uh, that's uh, that's <coughs> the next uh, myth and. Um, it's um, we all know the reasons why we shouldn't. Uh, have a lot of copy on a web page. You know, uh, people uh, don't uh, have the time or take the time to read it. Um, also, when you have a lot of copy on a page, it, it um, 
it distracts people and it, it scares them away. Uh, and next one is um, you should keep your message short and, and simple. And um, the last one is, is definitely true, but there are certain situations when less is not more. When you um, have relevant information and otherwise you say you, you're going to delete information because you wanted to make a short page, then that's nonsense. You, you shouldn't delete relevant content. If the content is good for the, for, for the visitor of the page, then it's also uh, a good to, um, uh, you know, you, you can use it in an SEO way because you have more room for your keywords, um, but you also um, attract links faster, uh, like you just mentioned with with state of search. If you have more in-depth articles and uh, you have more words and you you um, show your opinion and you have you have a, a fresh view on on some topic, uh, people are more likely to link to that than to a short burst of information with just a, uh, an intro and a conclusion. So okay. yeah. the, the, the less is more. Um, another point that, that we brought up was that um, there are four different kind of personas. Um, so there are four different kind of target audiences that you have and that you can write uh, your copy for. Yeah. Uh, I think that the most people who will listen to the show uh, will be familiar with the persona theory. Um, but maybe in short, I'll just mention the four personas. Um, there's the competitive persona who wants to make the best deal. Um, there's the spontaneous persona who wants to buy fast. Um, there's the methodic persona who takes the time to um, compare all the different uh, specifications of all products. And um, there's the humanistic persona who wants to know what other people think of the product, you know, the, the client reviews and stuff like that. And uh, the last two personas, the methodic persona and the humanistic persona are um, very likely to read uh, longer pages, so you can definitely uh, write longer pages for those personas. And if you want to, um, if, if you write stuff that they are interested in, you know, every persona has uh, information that they are looking for, you can write those pages with a lot of keywords and still make it interesting for those, uh, for those target audiences. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting uh, part of, of, of your presentation um, because it, it, it kind of uh, says what every site owner should do even before they start writing, I think. Just look at who you're targeting and yeah. look at what kind of people you're looking to uh, to get into your site and, and, and give the information you want to give them. Um, yeah. And you should not just look at them in a way like... Uh, this these are this is my target audience who is just wanting to buy stuff, but it's also which kind of people can I expect to be on my side? Uh, well, psychologically, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's psychology. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but how how do you research that? Um, well, I didn't, but uh, other people did. And, no, um, <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I mean, how do you, uh, if you're a site owner, how how can you find out if some if uh, if your readers are competitive personas or if your readers are spontaneous personas? Okay, yeah, you mean that. Okay, well, um, um, there's the the MBTI, the Meyer Briggs Type Indicator, and you could um, get some of your um, clients or prospects or, or people in your target audience that you know of to. Um, Get, to give them a test like that and to see what the results are. Um, but there are certain uh, certain product groups and certain um, areas where uh, personas are, are already um, 
when you already know what what kind of persona it is, you know the um, the methodic persona. Uh, those are accountants, and uh, they want to know the facts. They want to, uh, you know, that, that those are the the, the people in um, who, who want to who want to see all the information possible and compare it to each other. Yeah. Um, you have the the humanistic persona. Those are mostly the creative people. Uh, the the kind of weird people, the new age people, those are humanistic personas. You know, it's, it's uh, you're putting a stamp on your visitors now. I am, I am, I am. but uh, okay. Let, let me just let me just say that in a way we are all personas. So we yeah, are yeah, I know. I know. I, 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 of course, I'm kicking in open doors. But um, well, the, some of the things that are, are quite interesting for some people, um, for example, if you have a shop. It's clear mm -hmm. that your the persons your well the specific pages on which you are selling is is not for people who are uh, trying to compare stuff. So you can write that in a different way. No, um, I'm, I don't really agree with you. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, go. All right, all right. Go ahead. Well, tell me why. Okay, because um, the the example that we use also in the presentation of uh, of Amazon, uh, I, I didn't I didn't show uh, uh, an image of that, but. Um, Amazon is the is the best um, site to uh, to see all the personas into one page, and all of these personas are um, addressed to in the page where you are selling your product. So it's it's uh, they do it, and they uh, have experimented for years to uh, make it perfect and still uh, tweak it all the way. So it's. Um, it's it's also on on the page where where you sell it. You know, you, you go to the to the page of of a CD of a book or uh, and the uh, the first two personas, the competitive persona and the spontaneous persona, can uh, immediately get what they want from there. And the methodic persona, the humanistic persona, scroll down and see their information below. So all the information for all personas is on the page where you sell your product. Okay, so how do you, uh, you both? You guys are actually out of the chat room now, but um, yeah, um, just between the lines. Um, <laughs> but um, how do you find out which kind of persons are uh, well on your site? You you do research, you try and error, but you kind of the things you're saying actually is that you cannot just say, okay, I've got a page like this. So all my people will be my visitors will be either competitive personas or spontaneous personas. You have to specifically target each each single one of them on the same page. Is that what you're mm -hmm. saying? Yeah, but also um, some of the times you don't have to um, target them all. Uh, if if you know that one of the uh, four personas is really not your audience, then you don't have to address that one. But um. You know the the personas uh, on your page. You can find that out by um, I'm gonna say uh, get an agency to research that, and uh, that's <laughs> that's what I do. But um, uh, not all people can do that. So it's it's um, probably it starts with gut feeling. Um, yeah. What kind of people are uh, do you think are on your site, and then test it uh, and yeah. try something else or other personas as well on the page. If you see that it works in an A/B test. Then you know that those kind of personas are also on your site, so it all comes so down try, to try on there. Try on yeah. there, indeed. Yeah. That okay. well, that's a good also, thing. Yeah, so sorry. I think it works in the same way um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not the one uh, writing uh, uh, web copy. I only write uh, meta titles and descriptions and uh, uh, reports about how to write them. But um, uh, I think it works the same way, mostly the same way as uh, like uh, as with uh, doing keyword research. It's just like uh, thinking, okay, uh, the people that come to my site or should come to my site are looking for uh, this kind of information from this direction, from that direction, from that direction. And I try to uh, categorize all those different kinds of ways that people come into a site for different, yeah. different kinds of queries. So, and so, make, so make a funnel and, and, yeah, and yeah. try to uh, to get them together. Mm. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the time is flying and I want to get to all the, uh, yeah, uh, sure. the other ones. Um, yeah. th there's, there's this guy in the chat room, I've never heard of him before, he's called Dennis, but he's keep pushing <laughs> one question. Uh, and the question <laughs> is, uh, if, you would be, uh, if you would have to break the process to get that beautiful piece of web copy out into four small steps, what would this be? Uh, persistent guy. Yeah, this is the guy, yeah. <laughs> you want to do that one, Ramon, or should I? Uh, you do that. You're the copywriter. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was afraid you would say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, first of all, um, you, you have to remember that you have one theme that you focus on. And by theme, I don't mean focus keyword, because um, there's, there's a separate focus keyword and other keywords that you can, um, that are relevant for the same topic as well, but there's one theme to, to your page. Um, that's step one. Uh, step two is um, the heading, the title, description, and uh, the copy itself should contain the, the keywords that you focus on. Uh, step three is that um, the content is not only good for the search engines, but also for the visitors. And I think that Google will say that that is step one. Um, but uh, just remember that it's not just uh, one whole bunch of text, but also um, it, it should be uh, categorized, you know, with, with um, headings and subheadings and um, things like that. And um, Step four is um, make it logical. Uh, get a good um, a good heading, and an intro that uh, tells uh, that, that sums it up really, and then uh, the rest of the copy uh, just uh, elaborates on the, on the subject and then conclude it uh, perhaps with a with a call to action. Okay, thank you. Well, then that's the qu that's the answer you have to live with, uh, Dennis. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope it's okay. Oh, I think it is. Um, we're gonna go to our uh, final break, and then after the break, we're gonna talk about uh, well, two more myths we bust. Uh, we're gonna bust this boring headline, and SEO copywriting is boring because we already did content is king. Uh, and uh, within the boring headline, we have uh, another topic which I wanna discuss. So, uh, Bresco, take us to the commercials. Everybody, turn up your volume and listen to those great commercials. <laughs> State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. <sighs> what is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link building report. 
<laughs> Sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hi, and welcome back to the third part. Um, it's a good thing about our intro is that you know that if they say, here are your hosts, you can start talking. And uh, I know that Dave always has trouble at the uh, uh, at his show <laughs> when to start talking with the, the music <laughs> Brasco's playing. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, Brasco, you did a great job again on this, uh, on this one. Uh, I really like it. We're talking to uh, David <laughs> Brinks, David Brinks, uh, and uh, Ramon Eichmanns from um, uh, I, I keep wanting to call him Monchito because that's his name on Twitter we're talking about SEO copywriting both guys were uh, at SCS Amsterdam doing a presentation on uh, this sub- subject they uh, busted a couple of SEO uh, copywriting myths and uh, we already uh, did a couple of them uh, uh, in the first part of the show uh, which were um, let me see again which one did we do already we did keyword stuffing we did less is more and now we're up uh, we also did content is king and now we're up to this boring headline myth number four which we're discussing um, so what you guys said is that um, well it's, it's something you hear a lot on news sites uh, journalists um, do I really have to write my headline for uh, uh, SEO because they are so boring. It's just keywords, put, putting keywords in there and, and, and nothing more. So what's, yeah. what, what's the myth on this? Um, well, the myth on this is that they don't always have to do that. <laughs> it's not, uh, well, in, in part, uh, for some part, they, they, they have it right. It, it, it is true that um, uh, that the, the, the keywords that people are looking for are usually not uh, the ones that are with really clever uh, metaphors or uh, all kinds of 
clever phrases and poetry and everything uh, like that stuff that uh, journalists like to use and could use really much to, to draw attention to an article uh, so in some regards they are right about this but uh, it's not true that they always have to do this um, and the tip uh, the, the most important tip we gave basically was well think about it you have uh, multiple titles to write uh, for instance, you have the H1 tag, uh, you have the title tag, you have the H1 tag on your uh, article page, you have the H1 tag uh, or category tag or whatever on the category page, uh, on the home page, uh, on, on, on the stumble your home page uh, where you, where you uh, broadcast it, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. There are multiple, multiple titles to use and uh, vary with and test with and just uh, see which one works. Even within your own site, you can use different titles. And we gave examples of uh, of one article of a Dutch newspaper, and that same article was uh, broadcasted on another website, which is a social social news site, and it had a, a spelling error in it. But because of it, it uh, also ranked for that spelling error, which was a common uh, commonly made uh, mistake. It was uh, the name of a French uh, minister. And uh, well, people in Holland don't really know how to spell French names, so they did it <laughs> wrongly. But that that was okay because all in all, people were coming from the different ways that they could spell those names to that article. Yeah, um, I thought it was that, pretty interesting what, what you guys said that um, if if you use, for example, one title on your page, you can use another title in social media, for example. For example, yeah. Uh, yeah. how, how does it help your ranking? Because if I put in one title on the site and I put in another title on Twitter, how does it help me? Well, for one, uh, some uh, social media sites uh, rank pretty well. <laughs> so if you don't want to compete with them for the same keywords, you use other keywords, for instance. Uh, ah, okay. Or you can rank on, on both. You can rank on both uh, yeah. indirectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's also because, of course, using the social media sites to optimize not only your, your own site but also getting your article in that social media site up in the SERPs is also one of your. Yeah, well, of it's course. In, it's it's indirect one of your your uh, um, uh, links. To be honest. Yeah, you could you could do that for the same keywords, especially if you have a reputation management problem or something. But you could also use it to to uh, target different kinds of keywords. Okay. Uh, one more thing I want to uh, uh, ask you guys on this this specific one because we're running out of time. Um, Google, uh, there, there was an article on the State of Search this week which was written by uh, Barry Adams and he uh, uh, also addressed something which uh, also about, uh, another guy in the chat room, uh, uh, Mr. Dennis, <laughs> um, uh, discussed. It, it, it enhances the title text in the SERPs. Mm -hmm. they've, they've been doing that for a while, but how does that affect copywriting? If Google starts changing your titles, well, it, it doesn't affect copywriting at all. It, it affects uh, rankings, and um, you could say that um, sites that are not optimized, uh, the copy that is not optimized, uh, is still ranking uh, good because it's relevant. So it's actually um, 
actually sort of sort of a blow for SEO copywriters because they uh, they are doing their best to uh, to rank well, but other sites uh, that are not optimized are ranking better. But if okay. it's uh, in, but if it's relevant uh, relevant information, then it should rank better. So it's uh, then it's a good thing that Google does that. But okay. it's always uh, there's always going to be arguing about uh, when it's good to do something like that and when it's not. Yeah, but if anything, it should mean that the uh, SEO should do a better job because uh, if Google decides to well, I can write better titles than you, <laughs> you definitely. Uh, it, it, it might say that if yeah, if Google is if Google's changing your headlines, probably you haven't written the right headline. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I would really like to know uh, uh, the way. Uh, I would really like to analyze uh, of I will. Straight, they will choose uh, which keywords to use um, in those uh, automated uh, titles. That will be interesting. We'll, we'll ask Philly one day. Um, okay, uh, final one. As you, and he won't tell. No, probably. Not. Uh, uh, the final uh, uh, myth you busted is SEO copywriting is boring. It's a good one to just close off with, because uh, is it boring or isn't it SEO copywriting? No, it's not. So What's that's that? a myth that's definitely busted. I, I think. Uh, because uh, the keyword density is, is not very relevant anymore. Um, you have four personas you can uh, you can address, so you can uh, vary in, in your text. So um, some text, um, when you look at them, you don't see that they're optimized, but um, the focus keyword is in there and it's, it's in the right places, so it ranks well. Uh, but you don't actually see that when you're reading uh, the text. It's not a boring text, so that's. Um, I had uh, some um, some examples in the in the presentation of uh, text that you don't realize that, that are optimized, but they are. Uh, they rank number one on very competitive terms. Yeah, so. and they're not uh, stuffed all over the place. The, the reason no. why they rank is because people, well, firstly because people think it is interesting, but secondly and mostly because they had links. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's also yeah. just having fun with your texts, which can actually help yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, getting your content uh, out there. Okay, guys, uh, we're uh, uh, running uh, close to uh, the hour again, so we're uh, going to end up this show. Uh, one last question for the both of you. Uh, thank you for all these myth-busting uh, issues. Um, yeah. Is the iPad going to change your life, SEO copywriting-wise? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. No, Let, let's just wait and see. I think we will uh, will do a lot. Uh, well, maybe not not the the iPad alone, but the, this type of uh, devices uh, between laptops and mobile uh, smartphones. Uh, I think it, it will do a lot for publishing, both for advertising, but also for, for instance, for comic book publishing. To to name just something, I think it will it will become big. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, thanks again for uh, joining me on this show. You did a great job uh, replacing Roy. And uh, as you can see, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, that definitely also means that copywriting can be fun and it's absolutely not boring. Um, <laughs> you can uh, find more about uh, David and um, uh, Monchito's uh, presentation on uh, State of Search. But 
guys, you can always also be found on Twitter, right? Uh, yeah. At Monchito for Ramon and at David Brinks for David. Um, this has been the uh, State, of Show, State of Search podcast show for uh, Tuesday, uh, April 6th. And if you're listening to this uh, on, on the taped version if on your, from your uh, iPod, then you can also listen to us live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. in Europe, 7 in UK, uh, 2 p.m. on East Coast, 11 a.m. on the West Coast. Uh, that's it for today. Be sure to tune in later on tonight because I hear that uh, SEO Rockstars got another great uh, episode coming up uh, later on. Thank you guys for joining me and uh, we'll okay. see you uh, all of your listeners next week and then uh, join us again in the chat room. Take it away, Bresco. All right. Thank you. All right.